Hey everyone, Mike here, again with an intro before this week's episode. As this month progresses, we will be continuing to donate our show's ad revenue. And seeing as June is Pride Month, we are now donating to the Homeless Black Trans Woman Fund, as well as the Okra Project. Check out the show notes for links to those and to other organizations who support the Black Lives Matter movement and Black folks in the LGBTQ community. We encourage you to donate and sign petitions and get involved however you can. Thanks. Now, enjoy this week's episode. It's week four of June Sickle Theater Month, and we're only one week away from the release of Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. That's Disney+, Plus with a capital D, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. This week, we go back in time to the Golden Age musical, The Music Man. Well, hey there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. And hello to our dear listeners, and welcome to How Star Wars Is It? Yes, this is the only podcast, and it mm-hmm. is um, a show where we rate and review things, um, but not by how, how good or bad they are. No. We, we compare them to the standard that is Star Wars. That's right. We're not concerned about the quality. We're concerned about the quantity of Star Wars. Of Star Wars. So if, and, if you took everything that has the word Star Wars in it, you know, uh-huh. like the movies, the books, the video games, the TV the, shows, the, the comic oral books, oral histories, the toys, and you, all and of you it. boiled them all down into a chili. Mm-hmm. That's a 10 out of 10 And we're comparing everything to that perfect chili That's right That's right And uh, today we are fin- rounding out our music Our Junesicle Theater Month Our musical theater Because uh, Hamilton's coming out like next week Or the week after that And mm-hmm. we're going to have a Hamilton episode coming out But we actually have another We had I think we've had guests almost every week uh, Of Junesicle yeah, Theater Month Yeah, maybe one Which, which is, is a cool. complete fluke for us It really is but uh, we're bringing in, uh, honestly, I'd say another musical expert in in uh, in a sense. To uh, we got another pinch hitter coming in. Uh, so and please, our personal best yes, friend, yes, our personal best friend, the two of us together. Please welcome to the show, Luke Knoll. Is there supposed to be applause? Is there going to be an applause yeah. thing that you edit in here? Uh huh. It's very I good have to a... be here in my um, in my bedroom. Yes, I have a couch in my bedroom. Oh, fancy. Damn. Is that a futon? Does it turn into a bed? It, I think it does, but we've never done that. <clears throat> Dude, I love a good good uh, ch- ch- couch bed. There's, there's nothing better. So, Luke, right out, right out the top here, we had some... Uh, you're familiar with chili, right? Love the stuff. From Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, in fact... Um, Skyline chili. Love it. Yes. We've we've talked about Skyline a number of times recently because I'm a huge Skyline fan, and I think it's terrible. Uh, but I have only had it once. Here's what most people's problem with Skyline chili is, and I will live and die on this hill. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> it's not chili. It's not chili. It's meat sauce. Right. It would be the sure. equivalent. So when pe- when you tell someone it, like Cincinnati style chili, they imagine. A, th- a standalone dish that you could use uh-huh. a spoon and eat the, it alone with. That is not what Skyline is. It would be like a marinara sauce. 
It is sure. meant to be a, mm. a, a sauce put on other things, but it's a delicious, delicious meat sauce. And I will, I would so, eat so it good. plain because I'm a psycho, but it's also just a <laughs> delivery system for a full pound of finely grated ch cheddar cheese. And what's to hate oh, about yeah. that? The only time I've ever had it was I was uh, I was going to a, uh, an improv festival uh, with the team that Mike and I are on, Anarchy, the Improvised Rock Opera, and Mike's sister was there. I'm pretty sure well, that was on that trip. Yeah, I and I, so. I never had Skyline, and we went. And I think my experience might have been colored by it because I have a lot of food allergies, and so like I ate it and like immediately just had to go straight to the bathroom. Oh no, that um, actually has nothing to do with your food allergies. That's just part oh, of that's, what you're signing up for. <laughs> is oh, that yeah, that's you, the normal you're experience? You're signing up for <laughs> that. that. Is oh, okay, the, yeah, that's chili in general, though. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Honestly, I should have. I should have. I think that's part of the the three way, four way, five way. Right, like one of those ways is straight to the bathroom. Yeah, one of those. I should have realized that. Is you don't even need to digest this. This is going straight through. We had one right on the the like main corner of the town where I went to college, and um, I have friends who would wake up uh, after having been drunk all night the next day with coney dogs in their purse. <laughs> oh, oh. it is a good hangover food, and it's like mm -hmm. cold pizza where you should like buy more conies than you think you need so that you can throw <laughs> some in the fridge, and then when they all congeal into a brick. Uh, you can kind of crack apart the cheese and just eat the coney like that. It, I love it. I love this. Nothing stuff. like a good Cody brick. It's it it's gross, nice. but it's great. <laughs> um, Mike, what you said? Did you have any other Cincinnati shit to talk about? Um, well, I I do know just because Luke and I have talked about this before <laughs> that you were a, a Cincinnati area theater person. And Luke, correct. I have, I have heard you. <laughs> I have heard you. Uh, sing a bunch back in my IO days. Uh, I love to of those. croon. Yeah, you're you're you got you're on the guitar, you're singing, and you are you are a, a musical comedian. And so, like, you've got those musical bona fides. I want to hear about those Cincinnati theater days, though. <laughs> you know, I definitely did a lot of uh, theater and musical theater uh, mm -hmm. growing up. I stopped doing sports in junior high and started doing plays and my dad loved that dude <laughs> that was me freshman uh sophomore year of high school i had the i went through the whole like plot of the first season of glee like it was like i'm not gonna play football anymore i gotta go be in show choir yes like straight up exactly the, the same plot. did 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 that exact uh you know song and dance mm -hmm, literally uh but yeah i mean i did a lot of like um community theater in the cincinnati area um and all my the high school stuff but i'll tell you what when you guys asked me to do this and you told me what musical we would be dissecting <laughs> i feel like i've done a lot i've done a lot of musicals and i would say i like musicals in general i i yeah. think they're entertaining um i however i hold this opinion uh i believe that the music man is the worst musical. <laughs> I think it's the worst musical there is. I think that the songs are dog shit. I think there is not a good song in the whole show. I think that there's like five songs that are just like white people rap, which is just yeah. the yeah. insufferable. Like the, the, yeah. there are so many songs. And then you're like, all right, let, let's look at the plot. I mean, we'll get into it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll but get into it. I, I, I do want to come we'll, we will come back to that because I, I fucking loved The Music Man when oh. I was growing up because I, I was like a big musical theater nerd too. The Music Man was my senior uh, musical that we did my senior year. 
I played Harold Hill. I was like, this is fucking great. And when and like, you, when you have a situation like that, whatever the show may be, it could be like the sure. truly most dog shit thing ever. But like, if you were in a show, you have this like attachment to it. The, yeah, that that's then, part of it. But there's also like the Music Man is like the quintessential high school theater one because there's like 75 parts. Everyone yeah, yeah. has two you have, lines. Uh, you have a lot of townspeople. It requires and... no vocal talent to pull <laughs> off, except no. for the barbershop qu- uh, yes, quartet. Yes, the which barbershop. Is, if you've ever seen it live, the, insufferable too, because they people can't do it. It's very hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I so I watched the 2003 Matthew Broderick version today because uh, I hadn't. I wanted to catch up, and like about halfway through, I was like. This is fucking boring. And I was like, this. I like wrote in my notes. I was like, is this, is this bad? I was like, does this musical suck? It sucks. I kind of was like, I used to love this, and I don't like it anymore because it was very boring. I do think that some of the songs are fun. Well, but at least it's only it two hours and twelve end. minutes long. That that yeah. was that was remarkable to me when I saw that the the TV version was free on YouTube. I was like, oh, cool. This will be like ninety minutes, and it was two and a half hours. <laughs> I so okay. So speaking of hating this musical, I <laughs> I also found the Matthew Broderick one sort of like flat. Like it felt like he was sort of phoning it in. But um, I had a great time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I. Listen, I I'll, we can go back and forth a little bit here, but one of the things I wrote down in my, in my notes, speaking of Matthew Broderick being a little flat, one of the things I wrote down was how come like everything after like 1999 that Matthew Broderick was in, it feels like he's at about a six or a seven out of ten. <laughs> like he, ne- everything he does, it it feels like he's just doing that sort of like. I, I did that for video and I really because we're on video for the first time ever, and I realized that the podcast people can't hear it, but I opened my eyes a little wide and sort of like did a little. A little jig, but it wasn't very energetic. I will say, I all, I was uh, skimming through the YouTube video today mm-hmm. uh, just to reacquaint myself with this. And uh, Kristen Chenoweth is uh, of mm-hmm. who's you know Bro- Broadway royalty. Yeah, right. um, yeah, Wicked. You know, she, she's great. Yeah, she is Marion, right? And I, mm-hmm. her, her acting in it, you can tell some of these people are like stage actors. Oh yeah, because they're just doing, they're just overacting because they're used to <laughs> acting on stage. So they're not, you, you know. In Kristen Chenoweth's defense, maybe she was just trying to get anything out of Matthew Broderick because I feel that, like he was at like a three, and she was like, "Hey, buddy, are we gonna like that, emote at all in this scene?" It reminds me too, not to shoehorn it in, but uh, during my first. Uh, episode at SNL uh, during the mm-hmm. only season I was there uh, mm-hmm. one of the producers Steve Higgins who is the assistant to Jimmy Fallon and he's a sidekick to Jimmy Fallon yeah, right. show. he comes up to me after a rehearsal of a sketch it's the first episode I've never been on TV this is the first thing ever and he, he comes up to me and he tries to be as nice as possible he's like you need to do like one thirtieth of what you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Dude. really? He's like, yes, you're, you, and he explained it. He's like, you're used to acting on the stage where you need to make your reactions bigger than life so that the people in the back of the room can see it. But he's like, we got a camera right in your face. You don't need, like, if someone says something, you don't need to be doing double takes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's fair. 
that's about my own per- performance because uh, I, I've never really done anything on camera before. And I just in life am already doing probably five times too much. <laughs> right. I did one on camera class in Chicago and realized I sucked at it being on camera. And it was that same thing of they were like, can you just like not move your face as much? And I was like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know I how to it's like I move my face a lot in normal life. So I don't know, guys. So not to do- not to dog on the 2003 Music Man too much. But it it was weird. Like I was like, what was happening in like 2002? Okay, guys, picture this. All 2003 right? is a pretty dark year. That's like the yeah. Iraq War. This is like the, the death yes, of like, culture. Yeah, post 9/11, we're invading Iraq, and someone was like, you know what America needs? A fucking two and a half hour long, like very faithful Music Man adaptation for TV. Oh, can you with imagine a- how long it was with commercials? Dude, I can because I remember running home from church to watch it, like <laughs> oh, yeah. with my. With my family, yeah. I think we watched it too. My my, I have a weird like uh, intro to this show as well. We watched it. We went to see it at Beef and Boards, which is a dinner theater in Indianapolis. <laughs> Hell yeah, kids. that and, sounds and, uh, amazing. Yeah, my mom, I think it may have been in high school or something. My mom was um, one of the pick a little, talk a little ladies, which I looked uh. up, and their ensemble is known as the Biddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's neat and good. (laughs) That's the other thing about this. Like one another thing I wrote down notes wise, is I was like, okay, for this for this TV movie, they're shooting for some diversity in the background. Like they've got some black folks. Oh, if we're gonna if we're gonna get into Star Wars comparisons, that's the number one (laughs) Star Wars comparison is that there are no black people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is timely for right now. I realize we are doing. Mike and I were talking about like we're doing a very white musical during this like 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 Black Lives Matter uh, everything happening right now. The whitest musical, I would argue. (laughs) It might, it might be. And with, with the weird white rap, absolutely, yes. It feels um, like, just going back and watching it again today, it <laughs> feels like they're, they're, they're definitely, like, honoring and glorifying this, like, the golden era, which is, like, what, the 20s or something? Right. The teens or yeah. 20s, I think it's set, yeah, yeah. generally. And yeah. it, the costumes are fun. I can see the appeal. I, I, like, I can see why high school's, like, putting it on because it's this, like, look, it's... Look at these big, like, derby hats and stuff like that, right? But then the whole time you're like, this feels racist. It's not, (laughs) it's not, like, at any point does it ever really deal with that or or even make any, like, racist jabs or anything that's, like, not really aged that well. Maybe it has. I wasn't paying that much attention. But I'm like, it just feels like it's glorifying a time, like, this was a time before we had blacks around. Yeah, yes. it, that's that. I had that same reaction watching it, and obviously, like, like my lens for that right now is like way turned up because you oh. know we've been talking a lot about like black voices in in, in uh, entertainment and in the media. And I was like, well, I'm watching the Music Man, and there's none. And but, but also, yes, they jam a few in, and you're like, they do, they do. They, they were they were trying a little bit, but then yeah, like the whole musical itself, it's like yeah, this time where it's like ah yes, segregation was still it it's we any any musical that takes place during that time that is sort of a throwback to like a simpler time quote yes. unquote right. does have that that weird like coded racist thing of like ah remember back in the old days yes. times were simpler Completely. because. And, and this this show came out in like 1957 or something like that, like the actual musical on Broadway. And then the movie was maybe 1960. Yeah, the movie came out a couple of years later. 62. Yeah, yeah and um, which which at least uh, well, and you you can understand that too. Like the 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 people who are in going to Broadway shows in 1957 
were probably kids in that yeah. quote unquote simpler so time. Like so like they nostalgia. You can see why it like hit. But I learned that this show won the Tony for Best Musical the same year that West Side Story was nominated for the same award. What wow. the fuck? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Oh man, if I had been oh man, I would have if I was a musical theater fan back then and I had been alive back then, I would have fucking ripped that decision to shreds. <laughs> That's I mean, some that's some real Dear Evan Hansen beating uh, Natasha <laughs> Pierre in the Great Comet of eighteen twelve shit. Ooh, that's, that's bad. A, I feel like West Side Story is obviously a better <laughs> musical in every way. In, yeah. in every way, <laughs> maybe it got dinged for being like uh, a parallel to Shakespeare. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, a Romeo and Juliet. You or know. that the voting population of the Tony Awards at the time were also suckers for, like, let's go back to the simpler times. <laughs> right. Because they certainly weren't, like, better music. Just better <laughs> yeah. songs. Madam Librarian. <laughs> Well, it's like you have you have a musical about like a, a charming white guy who comes into a town and fixes everything by lying, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. And it does not add up that they then are able to play the instruments. No, 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 no. That, that <laughs> but is, that, see, that's the dumbest part. The, that's the dumbest part. But so that verse is a musical where like West Side Story like deals with some themes about like like income inequality and racial politics. I'm sure the Tony voters were like. That is far too. We don't like musicals that are about things, and yet, because because West Side Story was Sondheim's first. He wrote the lyrics for for that. That was right. his first thing, and so Sondheim hadn't started the musical theater shift yet. So everyone back then was like, "We like very shiny, golden agey type things." Yeah, there has not been a musical theater resurgence yet. Um, but that fucking sucks, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think I don't like the music man now, which is weird because I feel like I'm betraying my my high school self. But also, my high school self had a lot of shitty opinions, so that's not that bad. Yeah, no, I think maybe uh, everybody high school self has shitty opinions. Oh, that's now true. I will say, in terms of shitty songs, um, I I hear you, and I <laughs> I guess I agree. But I love barbershop quartet harmonies. Oh, you too. Great. And I love Till There Was You be- just but because the Beatles version of it. <laughs> Here's think, the thing. I think, yeah, the Barbershop Quartet is easily the best. They're the best songs in it, but yeah. they're also what makes amateur productions of it so bad. <laughs> Miserable. So yeah. in, my, in my high school production, we had to have a Barbershop Quintet because the people they cast on the quartet, one of them was used to be he was good at singing until he hit puberty and then he hit puberty like at 14 but was still in choir and he sort of lost all sense of pitch which was strange (laughs) and so they had to bring in like a pinch hitter fifth person who didn't have any lines but just walked around with them to like double his part it was it was humiliating like in a secondhand way because i was like that poor guy he knows he's the one who's doing it wrong because someone else is also singing his part. I, it's I, terrible. I, in high school, I was the lead in Bye Bye Birdie. I was Albert. Oh, heck yeah. And there is one scene where there's like a barbershop quartet kind of thing where he's on the phone and it's the song uh, called Talk to Me and he's like trying to win her, uh, his lady back. And at the very end, they there's like this descending because uh, I, I I sing I'm definitely more of a tenor voice rather than a low <sighs> bass voice and there's a point where I'm supposed to sing like the lowest <laughs> note where it's like talk to me talk to me talk to me 
you know, like, and I couldn't come anywhere close to it. So they had a kid standing backstage with a microphone <laughs> just there to sing the talk to me. Oh my That's God. Amazing. And I had to mouth it like, <laughs> that is so bizarre. They could have, they could have just been like, change those last notes to just take be it up a little still bit in the same key. There were whatever. plenty of fixes that weren't the one that we went with. I there was a fuck. I forgot. I was gonna say it's probably about the music, man. Um. Oh, bye bye birdie. Hey, listen, Luke. Now that's I don't want to tell you that bye bye birdie sucks, but the only time I did see it, it sucked. But it was a bad production too. So maybe it was just a bad production. I tell you what. That's- Bye Bye Birdie kind of sucks, but <laughs> it's better than the music. I will give you that. I do think, especially after watching, I literally got so bored today watching. Anyway, I can't go into this again. Yeah, okay. But so how, I, star, I, how Star Wars it is. I'm interested in that though because I, I, um, I, I never really respond to like golden age musicals like Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella or um, really, really anything they did. Like I, Oklahoma does just doesn't really do it for me. And I don't know exactly what about this like works at least better than those, you know, like it's, it's probably not something I would bother to go see if, you know, like a local production did it, but um, well, something it, about it works. It's ish. The, the, there, there's the, the reason why it's so wild, like widely uh, recreated is because it's not hard to do, to sing or do. It's a lot True. of easy song, bad songs. And the, the singing is not hard. I don't think the the sort of patter songs that are like the white person rapping are a little hard because it's a lot of words and a lot of weird rhythms. Yes, like that's the hardest part to learn. But if you if you can do that, you don't have to worry about like fucking Rex Harrison in the old movie version. He like never sings the entire time. Robert right. Preston. Sorry, I was thinking of My Fair Lady. That's yeah, who yeah, never yeah. who never sings in the in in yeah, My no. Fair Lady. So that. I'm. That was the wrong if person. If we're getting into Star Wars parallels, yes, 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 yes please, please. <laughs> who, who would you? I have the, my number one was that there were no black people. That's, that's <laughs> yes. that really bonds them together. There's, uh-huh. there's no the Lando. There's no Lando in the no. in the Music right. Man. Maybe uh, Marcellus no Washburn would be like a. Well, that that's the thing that I was thinking about. I was like, man, the way to make Music Man interesting again would be to do something with interesting casting, like the most recent Oklahoma re-mount uh, they did. But then I was looking, they are doing a Music Man coming out soon, and it's just fucking Hugh Jackman and Kelly O'Hara, which, like, they're going to be great, but that's nothing new. You're, like, you're wasting Hugh Jackman. A singing it's ability time. by making him do the <laughs> mo- the worst songs ever. When the best song in the musical is Gary Indiana sung by a little idiot, you have a bad show. Also, okay, also yeah, yeah. I have, I have a Star Wars connection. So in the old in the old movie, uh, uh, what's his face, the little kid, uh, Winthrop, Winthrop. Is, is played by yes. Ron Howard. I who, have that on my notes too. Who directed kind of solo. And also and was weird. Close with George Lucas, like he was mm-hmm. in American Graffiti. Also, what's weird is that the little and he kid played, who played the it Rancor, in... I believe. Or no, that's Clint <laughs> yeah. Howard. That's Clint. Oh yes. <laughs> they and also the kid who played it in this in the 2003 version is one is like the tall, skinny, redhead kid on Shameless. Oh. And I was like, I was like, wow, you really stayed in the biz, buddy. Good for you. Uh, I thought of um, when because like the whole song Gary Indiana is about. Harold Hill, where Harold Hill says he's from, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought of Gary Indiana, and I was like, Gary Indiana is very Tatooine-like. It's desolate. Ooh. 
It sucks. It's it's <laughs> it's one of the worst places you could go in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. We we yeah. recently did a Lord of the Rings episode, and I have often compared Gary, Indiana, to um, Isengard when they <laughs> when the when the get when it gets all oh you know, when all when horrible. you're driving to through Gary, Indiana from uh-huh. from Chicago going right. towards like Indianapolis, you do pass spires of flame. like it looks like mordor yes Yes, absolutely i had a couple of other pros by the way oh oh, yeah i was was looking through my notes as well so go ahead mike the star wars so the the this is maybe a stretch but the protagonist is a swindler scoundrel yes um but he still ends up with the main woman whose entire character arc is basically served to be his like love interest correct and she also has to, like, a little bit also, of a personality but like it's just to sort of show that she's like tough and it also is to kind of like her her character arc sort of exists to make him a good person right. like she, she she could you right. could make the you could you could make the argument that she has some character on her own and like if if you play her right or whatever but she does she, even though she knows he's lying she's like you know what i i like this guy i'm going to let him get away with it and then through her love she like fixes him mm-hmm. which is also just a damaging stereotype in a lot of media where it's like hey if your guy's lying and he's a piece of shit and he's literally stolen money from everybody just like love him harder maybe he'll lead a band like It'll be all be okay in the end. Yeah, I do think that Harold Hill's probably clearest uh, parallel is Han Solo because they yeah. are both scruffy nerf herders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't we don't have a clear Luke analog. There isn't. You know? There isn't. Maybe a Tommy Gilles. Tommy Gilles, man, oh man. Not at also, all. Also, I uh, love. Who is that? Wait, is that a <laughs> character in the music band? <laughs> yeah, he's the shit kid that helps uh, Harold Hill. Becomes like Harold Hill's like helper. Little, oh, oh. He was he was the thirty five year old playing a teenager in the yep. movie who was really good at dancing. He, he like does fire. Yes. He like disrupts the town. The racist the racist native ceremony yeah. <laughs> with the <laughs> firecracker that Molly think, Shannon had to do. Yep. I think also that shapoopy might be a word in Huttese. Ooh. Okay, here's here's my here's my th- other thing cuz a lot one Pretty of our sure go- Jabba said shapoopy when they threw the people into the sarlacc pit. Absolutely. Uh he took a big shapoopy after he ate one of those little like what are those things called Mike? The things he eats? Little worms? Oh, yeah, the little yeah. Worms. I don't remember what they're called. The little I, you know, the little like sluggy thing. The little sluggy Wait, things. Wait, but what did you oh, I, But Han Solo, here's the other big parallel between Han Solo and Harold Hill is that we he is glorified for being an outlaw and at no point does he suffer any consequences <laughs> for making bad decisions in his in self-interest. Right. Gets as close as almost getting in trouble. <laughs> like yes. it's almost Harold Hill. Harold Hill is almost is I will say it just worse of a of a person because Han Solo is a smuggler, but you're led to believe that like he's smuggling from the empire and the empire's bad right so you're like okay he's a criminal but like he's doing it for the good guys harold hill's just stealing money from like yeah. people just regular people yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just scamming them and in the stage version at least i don't remember if they do it in the movie there's that other salesman who comes in at the very end and tells mm-hmm. mary and he's like this guy's been fucking every girl in illinois like every <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked he's up. He's had hundreds of women. Yes. He's had, he, yeah, he says he's got a girl in every county in Illinois, and there's 102 counties. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so fucked up. And in the movie, I don't remember if she says on the stage, but in the movie, she kisses him to distract him, to keep him from getting his train. And I was like, that's right. not something yes. anybody would do. That's and weird. And then you think that that's going to be like a Shakespearean plot device where Harold Hill's going to see it and think like, oh, no. But it's like, no, no, no. No, no. Yeah, Marion's already on his team. I so so we've been yeah. re, or not rewatching, but watching for the first time seasons of Survivor that are on Amazon <laughs> from like ten years ago because we were like, should we watch Survivor? And uh, he, he she was doing that classic like I already have my alliance thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one of the things that we talk about a lot in the show is like if if a uh, if something has like good music, good songs, recognizable tunes, like does that make it Star Wars? Like if it has bops, and I will say like some of the like. Whether or not these songs are good, I think they are recognizable, mm. which I think maybe gives it points for Star Wars. Some of yeah, them, I would say all the, the songs in Star Wars are more more bop-worthy than Madame Librarian. <laughs> yeah. I, will, I will say that, um, like, Till There Was You and the, a couple of the Barbershop Quartet songs uh, and maybe even like 76 trombones were, th- this was at the time when like musicals were, they had a couple of hits that just like crossed over into yeah. whatever the people were listening to at the time. Right. And, um, you know, like, like I feel like Pippin had one of those a couple, you know, a, a decade later. Uh, yeah, like se- 76 like, trombones is a, is a banger. <laughs> well, I think also, I think also for the, at least the movie version that we, we watched, what makes it hard is that Kristen Chenoweth has like such a beautiful, good music theater voice that like, all the songs she sang, I was like, mm, yeah, that's good. Even though those songs are all also not boring, but they're they're very classic music theater yeah. in that they are like very like just so textbook uh, golden age musical theater. And but hearing Kristen Chiba sing them is amazing because she's a, has a wonderful, wonderful voice. It's so um, crisp. I I listened to uh, so what I did I I listened to the original cast recording of the movie like you know from the sixties or whatever, and then I watched that two thousand three one. And like my first note I wrote down, it's not a pro or a con really, but um, it just is a pronunciation that I love in that, in that bizarre. So first of all, there's more than one white rap song, but in that like hmm. train rap song. The opening number. When, yeah, <laughs> yes. I would, I, what I would argue to be one of the worst songs ever put in a musical theater show. <laughs> What do you talk? I, I don't know how you learn that song. But he doesn't know the territory. <laughs> like, how as Listen, a group Mike. of men do you learn that song? Like, wh- Okay, I've said he doesn't know the territory three times. When do you say, what do you talk again? But um, anyway, as, the as note someone I wrote who, down As was, someone who was um, sitting in that scene as an 18-year-old, I will tell you that other 18-year-olds, they just you just don't learn the song, and you mess it up literally every <laughs> single time, and it's bad. But the note I wrote What's down good is that was it's, the pronunciation To call it a of, song is generous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the pronunciation of cash, like it, it, in the in the original recording, there's you know however many five men all si- singing that song together, and they all say you know like cash for the merchandise, cash for, the, and then there's one guy who says cash, cash, <laughs> which is like a very like Hoosier pronunciation, and that's a very also- Han solo. Oh, yeah. How do you pronounce things? Also, in the the one the one we watched two thousand three version, like it felt like those guys. Some of them were struggling to stay on beat, and I was like, "You guys recorded this in the studio. You could have gone back. Like, why did you? You could have taken another take." And when it, when they worked on the music, man, they were like, "All right, so we start off the show with white rap. All right, <laughs> so then we introduce our character, Harold Hill." And White then, rap. And then how do we introduce, what song do we use to really showcase Harold Hill? Uh, maybe a white rap about a pool table? 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I feel like the only way to make the Music Man relevant again would be to cast, like, not a white man as Harold Hill, because that might make it more interesting to be, like, a con man coming into town and, like, wooing everybody. And also, maybe it would make, like, the, the, the white rap a little less, like, feeling kind of racist. What do you think the Music Man's Death Star is? Ooh, tar- getting tarred and feathered. The Wells Fargo wagon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the oh, Wells Fargo wagon, I was, even when I was like a kid seeing this for the first time trying to understand the plot, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's a con man who gets people, which the the con is stupid on its nose. The con is so stupid. I'm gonna, Wait, hold on. I'm having a realization too, but Luke, keep going. I As a kid, like seeing it performed, I was like asking my mom, I'm like, okay, so he's a con man who... His con is he goes town to town and he gets rural communities to purchase expensive instruments and uh, and uniforms to right. form boys, specifically boys, marching <laughs> bands. Uh, these communities welcome him and he somehow gets them to pay for it all to him in advance. And then he runs, he skips town, right? But in right. the music man... <laughs> when we see the scheme being pulled off, he waits for the m- instruments to be delivered. So, yeah. like, you purchase the instruments, <laughs> the instruments come. Somehow, the instrument, the Wells Fargo wagon, has not received payment yet. They're just delivering hundreds of cornets. Uh, yeah, that 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 was my question just now. I'm like, because because he if he, if he's swindling them out of the money. Then how did he They've get the instruments? They already bought it. Yeah, so he bothered to be true to his word. That, <laughs> yes. Well, look, they paid for merchandise. I'm going to give them their merchandise. <laughs> and is, 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 yes. is he I'm marking... I'm not a devil. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> is yes. he marking up the price of every instrument and taking way more? Or is he is he ordering it in advance and never paying the Wells Fargo? I think Wells he's a Fargo? retail salesman how? who is convincing them he's also a conductor. <laughs> yes. But where is he making money from this? Because he's, right. he's giving the things... He's making that, a margin. Instruments. He's making like he, 25%. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had uniforms and they had instruments. Everything that was supposed to be a con, he literally gave them. How is he making any money? The, the con is garbage. I think when, when, when they were writing it, they were probably like, yeah, if he's a con man, then he takes the money and then he skips town and they don't receive any of the stuff. Because that would make rece- more sense. Him going through the motions to make sure they receive the goods they pay for makes it not a con at all. Make- <laughs> no. It just means that there's no one there to teach the kids anymore. It's right. Like- the con was that he convinced them he could teach them music. Yeah. <laughs> which 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 makes it even harder on himself. He because sh- like he could have just done a very easy con and yeah sold instruments and left. But he like embeds himself in a community for three weeks. A bad con man. A bad con man. Yeah. Some would say maybe like Han Solo, because Han Solo, I, we never seen him be a very good smuggler. That's true. I fell asleep during Solo. Yeah, Solo mm. sucks. Yeah, never saw it. Fell Listeners, if you want to go listen to our Solo episode, uh, you can. I couldn't even tell you a thing we said about it. I've seen. I think we, we gave it a low. We gave it a lowish score. It's one of our. It's one of the two Star Wars movies that are about Star Wars that are not actually Star Wars movies. I do feel bad for that guy who plays Han Solo, though. Oh yeah. He was dealt they, a hand that you cannot win. You, not at all. No one was going to like that. The worst was whenever the movie started getting bad reviews where it was like leaked that he had to have like an acting coach on set. And it was like, 
everyone treated that like it was this terrible thing. And I was like, that's normal. Like having an acting coach on set is something that people do all the time. Right. Especially if you're trying to do a certain character or a certain voice or something like, but they were like, oh, you had to have an acting coach. Can you believe it? It's like, fuck off, Disney. You're being rude. I right, want to jump to the Starlight pit and yeah, come back and do a so. game. That's right. what we call a break. <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump in the Starlight pit, Luke, and we'll come right back. Cool. Wee. Wee. And we're a music uh, man. Uh, we're a what? We're a what? We're a music. All right. It rhymes Welcome with back. pool. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. uh, former guest of this show, by the way, Blaze Burke, and I made a video when we were in college. He was trying to win a bike from this like sweepstakes thing, and you had to submit <laughs> a video. And we did a one minute, like, sort of adapted cutting of trouble in river city but we like rewrote the words he did of like why he needs a bike <laughs> mike why do you think that one mike why do you think that one didn't take off like calculus rhapsody oh did? man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay so this week's game is called uh uh musical instruments in star wars the end I, I, we got to start coming up with better names because I keep forgetting to make a name for the game. We used to have cute little names for our games. My last game was called Hats All Folks. <laughs> yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Okay, so the, the point of this game is uh, I'm going to uh, name an instrument, and you guys have to tell me if it is from the Star Wars universe or from our real, real world universe, real mm. life instrument. Okay? Uh, you you'll both get a chance. It. There is not a neither uh, well, we'll see. Sometimes there's tricks. Okay. Yeah, we're you never, never honest in our games. Yeah, it's it's tricky. But so you'll both get a chance to answer, and whoever gets it right gets a point, and whoever gets the most points wins. The end. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's very straightforward. It's not like who's lying, because the points do matter. Good. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Starting out, really strong here. Is this instrument from Star Wars or the real world? The Grouty Harmonique. Mike, you, I'll let you guess first because I'm, I'm certain of my answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Grouty Harmonique. You're going to find out that a lot of these have silly names. I'm going to guess that's a real instrument. Okay. Luke? I will also guess that is a real-life instrument. Guys, I like that you're both coming out strong with strong opinions, but no, that is a Star Wars instrument. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, I actually, man, I really want to find the little picture of it. I thought maybe it was like French. Like for harmonica. Is it the piano that the big blue elephant's playing at Jabba's, uh, at Jabba's no, but it, house? No, when I saw it, I felt like I'd seen it before in like a video game or something. Can I, let me, let me see. If I can now, I what picture? makes this particular harmonique so grouty? <laughs> That's, I think it's because, here we go. Let me give you, I'm just going to drop a little file in here in the, in the Zoom chat. But uh, it's, I think it's like a, a water organ and a flute combined, and there's a big old green guy sitting on it. And I think, I think he's what makes it grouty. If oh, I'm gonna be honest. I know this guy. Yeah, it looks yeah, like a, it looks like a hookah almost. When yeah, he, when he's like, doing it. It's like a hookah that you that you uh, that also you makes music, I guess. All right, so it's no one has any points. <laughs> All right. Well, you never get to see it. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's pretty great. All right, next uh, zero points. Next. Great. Instrument, the Omnibox. Now, the Omnibox, mm -hmm. I'm going to say is a real-life thing. Okay. That sounds like something that Skrillex plays. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does, to me, sound like um, what someone in, like, 1890 would think is the future. You know, like an early electronic <laughs> yeah, real yeah, instrument. Yeah. So, what's your answer, Mike? 
I'm going to say it's real, and it's and even more specifically, it's from the 1890s. <laughs> uh, incorrect. It is another Star Wars instrument, <laughs> and it was most notably played by Tech Moore of Figure and Dan on the modal nodes. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, I'm going to just drop another image in chat here that Mike can't see. So you no, can just I, get I was able to find the, the grouty uh, harmonique. So. Okay, it's that little silvery box thing. What's great is that a lot of these instruments have very little information on them in the Star Wars wikis <laughs> because, believe it or not, no one went into a lot of it in depth about what these instruments do. Okay. okay. I embarrassingly, by the way, know at least, or I'll know it when I hear it, I think, an instrument that one of those guys plays. <laughs> well, it might not be on here because I, I didn't do all of them. But ah, yeah, One of them just right. plays a bassoon. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, yeah, just a regular bassoon. It's like, okay, next one. Now you both have zero points still. Uh, a stalactite organ. Stalactite. Okay, okay. I think I have an answer locked in. Do you have one, Luke? I'll let you go first because you've been very. It sounds before. like an organ that uses like a stalactite type uh, cave mm-hmm. for, uh, forming. So I'll I'll again. <laughs> Third time's a charm. I'll say real life instrument. Someone's carved out organs into a cave uh, stalactite or mite. Okay. And I'm going to guess that it is a Star Wars thing because it does sound like just creative enough to be fiction, but sort of like a phoning in of, of an idea of a name. Yeah, it sounds cool. Uh, Especially with the well, reverb you're going to get from inside of a cave. <laughs> Luke is actually correct. It is a real thing that someone made an organ inside of a cave, and you they use the stalactite, the stalactites, to as the pipes of the organ. Uh, I just dropped a picture right in there. It's kind of yeah, cool. I was bizarre. like looking at the website about it. It's very weird. Um, stalactite. Yeah. Can you? Th- I, what I learned when I was looking up weird instruments is that there's a lot of weird organs in the world. That's pretty All rad, right. actually. That's yeah, that's cool. human ingenuity at its best, right there. It, it is, is pretty cool. dang rad. So okay, this is next. A, a really crazy thing, but I'm at, at work right now. We're working on a project that's all about musical instruments. <laughs> really? And I am blowing it on this game, Mike. You should know these. <laughs> uh, okay, next. This one is called the music ball. <laughs> oh God. Is that is that real or is that from Star Wars? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go back to the Omni Box and say it is the thing I was thinking of when I said Omni Box is a real thing. So I'm gonna say real. Okay, I'll say Star Wars because it's it, the music ball. I feel like it's so stupid that it probably is real, but uh, it might be like Omni Box adjacent and be a Star Wars thing. Yeah, so the music ball is a Star Wars thing. Luke has two points slim, now. Mike. Mike has zero. And the, the the wiki entry for it is very slim. I think it only appeared in, like, a book one time. And the, the, the I would give you a picture of it, but the picture is literally just of a ball with, like, music notes around it. So I don't even know what it's supposed to do. <laughs> so that's a real Star Wars phoning it in kind of thing right there. Very cool. Next, the music this one also, ball. A music ball. This one also has a good name. A band fill. Is that from Star Wars or real life? A band fill. Yeah, one word, band fill. Mm. Um, that is a, a, a mountain of trash that you can see when you're driving between Oxford, Ohio and Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. The rumpy band fill. Band fill, yeah. 
Mount so Hope. you're saying it's real life. I'm going to say it's a real life um, waste disposal treatment. <laughs> sure. And uh, simply to cover my bases, I will say that that is a Star Wars invention. The band <laughs> fill. Uh, it, it, it's a lot like a bantha fodder kind of. A Luke, reference. you are correct again. You're killing it. Mike is really, really fucking sucking this game. Uh, it, it, it's, it's also one of the instruments played by figuring Dan and the modal nodes, and I just dropped another image. So, Mike, you should have known. You should oh, have oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to know when they were describing what this instrument was going to look like. They're just like, uh. <laughs> We don't care about that. We just need another guy <laughs> to be in the band. Have it be like a it just fill up the band engine. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that that's the thing is this instrument makes it sound like its purpose is to just fill it out like whatever sounds aren't happening. I really want to know what all these instruments are, what they're supposed to do. Okay, next Wait one. Wait a second. My... Wait a second. <laughs> to fill out whatever other sounds aren't happening. So there's what like four or five guys in that band yeah. are are. They all just like playing one note every every four measures. <laughs> to me, it Maybe. just sounds like a clarinet playing. Yeah. Okay. So next, this one has my favorite name of them all. Clack beep bock. The clack beep. The clap. Sorry, it's the clap. No wait, fuck. It's the clack. The clack. Beep box. Okay. Is that real or fake? Real or Star Wars? Now, I'm going to say this is real because I'm, again, believe that Skrillex uses that <laughs> live. For his live performance. Live performance. That's just Skrillex. That's the name he has for his MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> clack beep box. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say that it is a Star Wars thing because I got to get one of these freaking points. Mike, you are correct. It is a, the clack beatbox is another, actually, it is a jizz instrument. Ah. It's not, it's not with figuring Dan and the modal nodes. They don't have it, but it is a jizz instrument. That is the genre of music with, that those guys play in Star Wars. Is jizz? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Straight up, it is jizz. And like, you I don't think, know, I don't remember the story of exactly when that like became like public knowledge, but it was, I think, written <laughs> into the original script of Star Wars. Like, George Lucas called them like a band of jizz whalers. <laughs> so, yeah, let me go ahead and read you the uh, that, if that's the Wikipedia. true, that is just great. I love that what? like space jazz is jizz. <laughs> the Wikipedia entry, uh, for jizz. Um, and just so you know, it is both canon and in Legends, but it's an upbeat now, hang on, swinging. Sorry. Is is this just the regular Wikipedia entry for jizz? No, this is the Wikipedia entry uh, for jizz. Uh, so it's an upbeat swinging genre of music, most notably performed by Figurin, Dan the Modal Nodes, and the Max Reba Band, aka the only two bands you see in Star sure. Wars. Uh, but subgenres of jizz include jizz whale, Abade, and glitz. So Glitz it is real jizz. and it is in Star Wars, and for some reason they kept it. Like whenever Disney bought Star Wars, and we're like, we're gonna decide what's canon. Someone decided to keep jizz, That's even true. though it's not mentioned in any of the movies. Was jizz not what we in the seventies and seventy seven? Jizz wasn't like, a thing. Yeah, I think it must but, have not been. You know, been. I have heard that. You know how Disney Plus is doing all sorts of Star Wars stuff now. You know, like the Mandalorian and everything like that. I have heard they're going to make a movie with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling where he, you know, saves jizz. <laughs> he saves jizz yeah. for yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. for a whole year in a milk gallon. 
<laughs> and he donates it all at once, and then he has like 55 kids he has to go find. Like that, was that Vince Vaughn movie maybe? Anyways, all right, Psycho? the next one. Yeah, the next one is going to be the Zeusophone. As in, like the Greek god Zeus. Yeah, like the Greek god Zeus. Zeusophone. But not the not the John Philip Zeusa. No, not that one. Zeusophone. My guess is the opposite of whatever Mike's guess is. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's real. Okay, so Luke, you're saying it's from. So from I believe Star Wars? it's Star. My guess is that it, the Zeusophone. I believe that there's a Greek god crossover in the Star Wars universe. Is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So it actually is from the real world. Um, so Mike was correct. It's kind of crazy. It's like a uh thing. Play. Gosh, it's like a singing Tesla coil. I wish I could find Ooh, a good. Picture I think of it. I know what this instrument is. Now that you say that, yeah, it looks like a weird. I mean, it just looks like a big uh like pillar with electricity coming out of it, and it plays music somehow. It's very, it's very cool. It looks very cool. Um, but yeah, it's real. It's a real in the real world. And there's YouTube videos of it. And there's a picture of it that I found. Nope, that's just the same link <laughs> the to jizz, jizz again. <laughs> to jizz. Sorry guys. The sorry, I have so many jizz links. Okay, <laughs> now you guys might get this one because you have some foreknowledge about this. But what about a jizz box? Guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> think that's real or from Star Wars? I do just want to take a moment to acknowledge the importance of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing really hard-hitting reporting. So what I'm familiar with with the term jizzbox is the famous Reddit post of the guy who saved his jizz in a shoebox for a calendar year and then showed it to everyone on Reddit, and it had molded in such a way that it was, like, orange Oh. Um, so my guess is that Jizzbox is is a reference to that guy's Reddit post, uh, and it's real. Unfortunately, we might have to do an extra explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> maybe somehow you uh, if so so um, if you were on the Jizzbox Wikipedia page, you're saying that there would be like a disambiguation between that guy's Reddit post and this other real thing. I'm telling you, the Jizzbox is a very famous Reddit uh, thing. Well, Mike, we we were able to teach you something about Jizz today, and you were able to teach us. And I will say Mike, this. If for some reason it's not the real world thing, it's also a real world thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's what's your answer? Yeah, well, then I'll just hedge my bets and say it's Star Wars thing. Okay, well, so it is a Star Wars thing, and it is apparently another jizz instrument. And But, Luke, I'm going to have to go ahead and give you a point for that, too, because I didn't know it was a real-world thing. I will so. say, look it up at your own peril. The jizz box from Reddit is a jarring thing uh, that someone had a compulsion to do. Save up their... Yeah. They're jizz. So yeah, listeners, yeah, look that up at your own at your own uh, discretion. Yeah, you know, you you know how, how, yeah. what your limits are. Don't give me a point though, because I don't think it's a musical instrument in the real world. <laughs> oh, I think that's it's fair. just a okay, jizz yeah, receptacle. Take... So actually, and this this now you're. Well, I three, guess we have to, to define three, so what tied. a musical instrument is. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on from the jizz box. Uh, <laughs> all right, next one we got the hornicopian drone pipe. Hornicopian drone pipe. That sounds Star Wars to me because it has like a an adjective ahead of it, you know, like a 
Kowakian monkey lizard. Yeah, it does sound pretty uh, Star Wars. I'll also say Star Wars. That one's actually real. <laughs> Fuck. It's a it's a fully 3D printed like big horn thing that is very like apparently hard to do if you don't 3D print it. Very strange looking. I'm gonna find a picture of it again because it looks pretty neat. All right, let's see. You're still tied three to three. We only we only have a few more left, so we'll see if we can break this tie on the the most exciting game. Here's the Hornacopian drone pipe. It looks wild. And okay. and by the way, listeners, I will say this now that we'll put these uh, images Ooh, on Instagram, and my cool. guess is I will completely forget to do that. <laughs> so look them up if you really care that much. <laughs> All right, what about the singing ringing tree? The singing Star ringing Wars. tree. Yeah, that was the thought I had too. That feels like something a Wookiee might play. Yeah. All right, you are both wrong. It is a real art installation that is a series of pipes that make sound when wind blows through it. Mm. It's yeah, also. But I feel like it's an Ewok instrument too. It could be. I, I do have an Ewok instrument coming up here, which might give you mm. a little clue. All right, so you're still. Hang on, three hang on. Can I take a guess? Is the Ewok instrument going to be a stormtrooper helmet? <laughs> you are very close. Okay. <laughs> All right. Two more. To break and well, actually, we'll see if this breaks the tie. And if not, we'll oh, go to an extra this round. Thing. All right, I've we got pictures of this before. What about a hydrolophone? Is that real or fake? So, real I'm gonna say it's real. I'm gonna also say it's real. You're we both did correct. A museum exhibit for uh, about water, about like the life of water, and it's an instrument that yeah. you play by like moving water. Yeah, I th that you're exactly right. It looks really cool, um, and I can't find the picture ahead of it. So you are now tied again. We have one more. Let's see if this will break the tie. It'll have to. Okay. We'll just say a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Water organ. Star Wars or real life? So that sounds to me like the same idea as a hydrolophone, so I'm just going to say real again. <laughs> I'll say. But that's a gamble. I will say Star Wars and that that is somehow the, like a Gungan uh, designed uh, Star Wars thing. All right, you are technically both correct because there were some Star Wars instruments that apparently are real instruments too, and the water organ is one of them, and apparently it's real. Wow. And it's an organ played with so water. So we voted now, opposite, but we both still got a point. <laughs> now, to to for bonus points, can you name another uh, Star Wars instrument that is also a real world instrument? Ooh. Piano, the thing that the blue guy plays. <laughs> but is it called a piano? It's Mike mentioned something say. earlier that will count. I did. Yeah, he mentioned right. he mentioned the helmet percussion. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Can you play so like a marimba? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So just to pull back here, yes. So in the list of Star Wars instruments, there's a couple that are just regular instruments. One being a lute, <laughs> and then I clicked on it and was like, "When do they say lute?" And then it didn't really I think tell it's me. Lute Skywalker. <laughs> Right, right. The other one was xylophone, and when I clicked on it to see when xylophone was, the only example it had was Ewoks playing that's playing helmets hilarious. like a xylophone. And I was like, that's not called a xylophone, but apparently to Wikipedia it is. So you guys tied. That's Way called to go. severed heads. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, severed. Called... The heads were definitely still in those helmets. <laughs> that's how it got yeah. that really good that's hollow called, I think, ring. <laughs> I think that's technically called a war crime. I don't think you're allowed to do that to the fallen bodies of your enemies. Yeah, it's fucked up. Making instruments out of their decapitated heads. <laughs> yeah, really, really grim, really dark. They should they should censor that on Disney. Also, Plus. how useless is stormtrooper armor if it's pierced by Ewok 
arrows. Just like ropes. <laughs> yeah. Also, like your armor probably shouldn't be that acoustically good. If like that's probably part of the reason why it it did not protect them very well. Because like if it's resonant enough, come on. Also, they they're wearing helmets, and the, that Ewok that's on like a glider will drop rocks from it, and like it bonked them on the head and <laughs> killed them. He died. <laughs> Yeah, one good bonk is all it takes. So, so if uh, the helmet uh, is purely cosmetic, there's no protection <laughs> at all. So, of all the Star Wars movies on this podcast, the one that got the highest score of how Star Warsy it is is Return of the Jedi, which got a ten out of ten because Return it has of the so Jedi much rocks silliness like that. Yeah, it rocks, and it's 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 everything good about Star Wars and everything bad about Star Wars combined into one movie. I love it. It's my favorite. Luke, it's my favorite too, and I fully recognize that it's not as good as other ones, but it's it is my favorite. It's not the best one, but it's my <laughs> yeah, favorite no. one. But that's and once again, we're not concerned about quality, we're concerned about quantity, which we have talked a lot about the quality of Music Man and how we don't like it anymore or how Mike does like it, but it, you know, whatever. But the quantity of Star Wars, Mike, you said you did a couple more things before. I, yeah, I have like one other like notable one, I suppose, but like there you're right. There's just not there's not a lot going for it to get a yeah. very high score but the one the one other thing i have that's a con like other than of course that like this is supposedly set in iowa which is a real place and it's in a real time you know like it's not yeah. f- like space fantasy obviously yeah. this thing isn't very star wars but here's another major con from like a story structure point of view the story's protagonist is otherwise like a like a bad guy or you know like a he's an anti-hero morally gray yeah Yeah. and there's very rarely a an anti-hero character i know we said the han solo thing but like he sort of well i guess they do sort of have the same arc he like makes a turn at the end but um i i think another similarity to star wars is its large um cast is the (laughs) you, you have a lot of characters named characters that might not say fucking anything you know what i mean like and that was just so that kids in their high school productions are like i'm zanita and it's like you have one line (laughs) ye gods i get to say ye gods ye gods is great i love it and my favorite part of the entire show is in wells fargo wagon when someone goes and a double boiler because it's fantastic i'm not kidding i have that same note written down and i also have the other one so okay the other line that made me laugh out loud it's from the original recording because like back then a lot of musical theater people would just sort of yell sing like scream sing and her line dick is, van dyke is and once i got some grapefruit from tampa <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, one of the notes I wrote down was just like, how is this Star Wars? And then immediately I answer like, it's not. I really have a heart. Like, normally we can like finagle. We, we, the further something away is to Star Wars, sometimes the easier time we have trying right, to. Like we can creatively tie them. Yeah. yeah. You're right. But it's this... a very, plot wise, it's, it's hard to draw parallels yeah. to Star Wars. It's, it's almost like, it, it feels almost antithetical to Star Wars in a lot of ways, because it's not a blockbuster, it's a musical, it's golden age, it's, it's not, not a hero's new. journey, that's for sure. No, no it's, it's not. No. It's, and it's not sci-fi, it's like <laughs> old Hollywood as opposed to, and like the old Broadway as opposed to like new, the new wave media and stuff. Like right. it's, it's, it's definitely almost... like a Benicio Del Toro from The Last Jedi where it's like, let's set up some plot, not pay it off at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
I feel like this was going to get a lower score than some other things that probably are lower than it. Because, like, we've given concepts like a sometimes. Four. Some, like con- a four. some concepts are way more Star Wars than The Music Man, though. I yeah honestly that's, exactly that's why right. we're doing this podcast and I think that's what we're discovering. It is always really nice to hear someone sort of affirm this fucking stupid premise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to hear that our that it makes sense. Now, do you the other thing the other thing too is that there's not a clear villain. There isn't a a, a Vader. There isn't a no. the Emperor. You know, right? There, yeah, even, even just, the, he's like trying to like race against time before people get wise to him. Right. Well, like, like even the mayor, who's like sort of the bad guy, is more just bumbling. And then by the end, he's like, ah, get him out of the handcuffs. Let him do whatever he wants. Like he immediately turns. In around. fact, it's quite High School Musical in that regard. <laughs> like the last ten minutes, they're like, never mind, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah they're like, bring Sharpay in, and it's like, bring the mayor, and he'll sing with us. It's like he was really mad like two seconds ago. You've defrauded multiple states. Yeah. You've yeah, had hundreds dude, of women, and now you, there's almost you like this woman, and then the this is the like proverbial like chimpanzees being able to put together a 747 uh like the the chance that they'll just randomly all know how to play the instrument you know he's like remember think the think method and they're like he just he just so lucked out to find like 20 musical prodigies who like in the exact same town and you know the other goofy thing with that is he's like okay like one two three four and he's like hoping they're gonna do it right and they kind of don't but But you can still distinguish the melody like and then eventually it like morphs into better but like it doesn't make sense that a single one of them was playing right now yes yeah they should all be horrible the whole time they were all close (laughs) the way the parents react though is absolutely believable because like every Like, you go to your fucking kid's recital, and they're not good, but you're like, right? they're doing a skill, and I'm so proud. And that's definitely the angle that they're trying to play, where it's like, oh, they're bad, but we love to see our boys up there playing, but they should not be able to play at all. You know what I mean? Like They they, they would have no idea. Like, like, the fact no that, like that, that any of them are anywhere close to... No. Okay, Rook, a couple more things before we rate it. I think, like, most Star Wars... Like, well, that's the thing. Only a few Star Wars movies have bored me in the feeling of, like, there's too much going on and I want them to wrap it up, but not the majority of Star Wars movies, so I feel like that also takes away points. Mm-hmm. Here, um, here's a positive point, is that there is, at least in the stage version, heavy instrumental scoring it's true <laughs> and some good dancing yeah except that's not on stars the instrumental is yeah i don't know i, can, I don't have anything else do we want to yeah, maybe wrap it like up wrap can, up and do a rating we can sum it up and give it a, a rating so we pick a, a a a unit of measure one out of ten you know for example in uh for the rent episode my unit was cups of coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> sure he just wanted to do that again didn't he? i did yeah. i've been like waiting all day <laughs> It was, yeah. Um, I think that, let's see. I feel like my rating is going to be, and the piccolo, the piccolo. Mm. Mm. That, that'll be my unit of measure. Um, I think mine, I'm debating between like cornets and just Balzac. <laughs> mine is, oh yeah, Balzac is definitely in there. Mine is, uh, my unit of measurement is Amaryllis. 
<laughs> Amarillo fifth. Uh, Wait, no, you also, know what? I'm going to change mine to grapefruits from Tampa. <laughs> also, oh, fuck. I want to do a double boiler. Yeah, I'm going to do a double boiler. <laughs> also, Amarillo is so mean to Winthrop, like immediately being like, he won't talk to me. And then he as won't soon say as he my talks, fucking name. <laughs> as soon as he talks, she fucking laughs at him. It's like you get the feeling that she has a crush on him, but then immediately she's like, you're fucking stupid, dude. You can't. Very rude. Okay. In the spirit of the double boiler, I'm giving this thing a two. Two double two boilers, ten. baby. Two yeah, out of ten. I think I might do. I think I might do the same. It doesn't feel like it gets. It deserves much more than a two. So like two grapefruits from Tampa. I'm giving it because I'm a guest. I'm giving it a three amaryllisid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hey, you don't have to, you don't you don't have to stand by this. You can just come in, drop a rating, and leave, and it's, you're good. Yeah, it's very not Star Warsy in mm-hmm. almost any perceivable way. <laughs> yeah, it's very low. It's a movie. There's a sometimes there's a love story, and based on the geographic general location that they're in, they could be related. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. Yeah. Also, wait. He says he's from Gary, Indiana, but he's not. So just he's not. Where's he from? <laughs> uh, Why did he bad, say that? Also, a bad con man to to make his his like alma mater a place that didn't exist. Like he should have done his fucking research. He's a bad. Okay. Well, we should probably wrap up. Yes. You we think should. it's about about time for Tubby Bye Bye almost? Yeah. Should we do plugs? Yeah. Do you want us on the internet? Uh, we are at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is a good podcast at gmail.com. Which, because that's what this is, it's definitely not because we had a former podcast project that we were going to call a good podcast. No. <laughs> Mike, what's your stuff? I'm at Mike Gospel on Twitter and at WordGospel09 on Instagram. Uh, Luke, do you have anything you want to plug? I am Luke Null. I'm, that, I'm Luke Null on the, all of the sites. If you search for me, I'm on there. I'm on the sites. And then I also have a live stand-up album that I have called Guitar Comic, anywhere you can stream music. Hell yes. I just re-listened to that, by the way. I listened to it, you know, when you when you released it, but then when we knew you were coming on, I wanted to refresh, and I I just had forgotten about, and it really fucking tickled me, the soft song. Oh my God. <laughs> really got me. Genuinely, thank you so much for listening to it at all. And thank you. I wrote I wrote that I, for Charles Barkley. That, yeah, that is, it's a great story, and it's a great song, and it's like really a shame that it didn't come to fruition. It, it, it wasn't show, even then. close. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, you can find me at the Josiah Man on the platforms, or go to my website josiahrobinson.biz, biz mm-hmm. where I'm doing my my voiceover shit. Hit me up and hire me. I just remembered um, we, I have another plug because uh, it's hilarious and it may end up being even funnier next week, perhaps. Um, uh, you can also go and listen to an episode, or three rather, episodes of a podcast from seven years ago, the One Shot Podcast, <laughs> with Luke Knoll, myself, and John Patrick Cohen. Uh, that I, was like the, the, the second, second month I had lived in Chicago. Like I moved here on September 1st and that was in like mid-October that we recorded that. So I, that may have even probably been when I met you. I <laughs> have been approached at shows, I'm going to say four times for that podcast episode that recording so uh, of ev- pretty, it's everyone pretty, is John. It's a one shot uh-huh. that we did. And I was just like a, a psychopath who wanted to end the world or something. And, uh-huh. and I win at the end. I think I That's win. Right. Yeah. And when, and when you got SNL, we, uh, I, they re aired them, I think. 
Um, and so I, I, uh, this guy at the place where I work, like pulled me aside one day. It was like, Hey, are, were you on a, the one shot podcast? It's my favorite show. And I thought I recognized your voice. I was like, I was, but it was like, it was like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was very fun to do. It was. When I moved to Chicago, I was like getting into actual play and D and D podcasts and stuff. And I found the one shot one. And I'm pretty sure I heard both of your guys' voices in that before I met. Any, like anybody like I was just going through episodes and listening to it's it. like episode 11 and they're on like the, the mid 300s yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they've been going a long time yeah it's a but very we, early episode yeah but we've also been going a long time yes, so yes, yes. uh it's about time for Tubby yes. bye bye I think look we have a lot of sign-off phrases um and what, what we say at the end is we say we love you and may the fourth be with you so if you want to say that with us you can feel free <laughs> we're getting a big <laughs> no on that one <laughs> He's saying absolutely not. Uh, But like we always say, we love you. And may the fourth fourth with you. It's always super fun to make that line up at the same time. Thanks to the cool lag.